discipline, courage, success, endurance. Strength, kindness, courage, humble. Spot Barber Academy, June 19, 2023. Intentional conversations with community leaders. Getting real about race, relationships, but most importantly, the human resource. Let's go. Hey, this is Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, coming to you live at the Spot Barber Academy in Doral for the special Juneteenth podcast. Today we reflect, we remember, but most importantly, we look forward to building solid relationships to promote humanity. With me today, the Operations Director of the Spot Academy, Dairo Riverine, Operations Director, Spot Barber Academy. What's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. Just glad to be here. Oh, I tell you what, to this. I gotta tell you. Oh, let me tell you something. It's an honor to be here. The barbershop is a special place. It is. It's a and, sanctuary for gentlemen. No doubt. And so when you think about just the uh, the relationships that are formed, and you think about just what I'm, I'm getting done now, just uh, the, the beauty of just a, a nice clean fade and a barbershop. It changes everything. Talk to me. It changes your perspective of yourself, changes the way people view you, everything. Listen, barbershops have always been our therapy sessions. Think about it, growing up your entire life, or any guy going to, to the barbershop their entire life, or me especially, talk to your barber about almost everything. And it's just, it just, it relieves you, and then you get your hair cut, you feel great about yourself, just feel great in every aspect. You walk out of the barbershop, you feel better than when you walk into the barbershop every time. When we think about just the, the journey, the journey for somebody's success, and you know, it's not lost on me. Here we are, two brothers. We hit it off right away. We've known each other, I mean, obviously less than a year, but when you, you know, game recognizes game. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we're both sports fans, and I remember going to your office and seeing the legends. Yeah. I mean, for, just from a sports standpoint, who motivates you the most? Anybody. Kobe Bryant, easily. Why? Kobe Bryant. Uh, his mentality. It's, for me, it's always, and, and everyone that knows me knows I'm Kobe all the way. I'm a Kobe guy, die hard. Um, it's always been his mentality. One of the knocks I have against other superstars has always been like, they have the talent, they have the work ethic, they're good, but they don't have the same work ethic or they don't have that killer mentality that Kobe possessed. And to me, he was one of my, like, he's one of my heroes in the celebrity world, I guess, if you want to call it like that, because of, because of that. I mean, it was just amazing. You remember Kobe? Right? Oh, you come on now. Kobe, you, you would say something, he was like Jordan in that aspect. You would say something to him, he'd come back in this game to get you. He'd come for you, he wouldn't come for the team, he'd come for that person and he would work harder than you. He'd outwork anyone. Um, you hear the Kobe stories. I love going back to YouTube from time to time and I'll go back and I'll listen to the Kobe stories. I don't know if you ever heard like the Olympic ones or all like, I don't know, I just, I love them. I love I loved that aspect of Kobe, you know? And then it was, he named it the Mamba mentality. So now to me, it's every time, you know, I'm messing around, I'm like, guys, we gotta put that Mamba mentality on, you know? And so in everything we do, and what I love about that, when he went to Paul Gasol on that screen in the Olympics, uh, yeah. he knew the play. Because you, you have to be a student of the game. Just like my man, my man Freddie, you know, shout out to my man Freddie doing his thing, you know, cut my hair. Thank you, brother Freddie. But with that, as we think about just success and as we think about just uh, opportunities, 
for minority students. You know, there was a time when, you know, there was opportunities just were not as, as available and restrictions and all of that. So that when you talk about a mamba mentality, when you talk about just studying the game, uh, we want our youth, our littles to be successful. And so, the, the, again, the, the vocation, the profession of being a barber, talk about the opportunity. So, no, talking about you were just talking about, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a point in time where there was no opportunity for minorities, you know, in this country. And then you move forward, you progress little by little. And now we actually have the opportunity to where we can provide that, right? We can provide it in, in, in any trade. But the barbering trade is one of those opportunities where you have a chance that where you can start, come to this country or be born in this country and have absolutely no opportunity handed to you. Most people have to work for them and learn something that anywhere you go, you're always going to have food on your plate. Um, I guarantee you, you know, Freddie, you know, one of the founders of the spa barbershops, you know, I guarantee you Freddie will never go hungry no matter where he is because he can say, I'll cut your hair and you can get just enough to buy a plate of food. But you always have that at your disposal once you have a skill set of that kind. Barbering will open doors. I've seen it personally. You know, once I started, I got to see all the doors that open up for people that would never have those doors open before. Um, the opportunity to financially provide for themselves, their families, to maintain relationships that they would have never, you never know who's sitting in your chair as a barber. And I actually learned that from them. You know, you never know who's sitting in your chair. And the opportunity that that person can provide you or the assistance or the knowledge that they can invoke upon you. I mean, there's been so many things that I've learned. You know, I went, I spent my entire life in sales and marketing. And I'm, I know I walk in here and I see barbers that know how to use their social media to market properly. And I'm like, damn, I'm learning something from them. Yeah. You know, and you learn something at all times. And barbering gives you that. It gives you all those aspects. And then it gives you that skill set for you to use it in that, you know, use it in that way. Um, and that's what we kind of focus on. Just give people the opportunity. What you do with the opportunity is completely up to you, but you come and we are gonna find a way to get you the opportunity, get you the door open for you to start to progress in the way that you want to. And you know what I love about it is, you know, there's, we talk about success and a lot of these kids are told, okay, what college are you going to? That's one journey, that's one path. Is it a two year, four year college? As opposed to you get, you learn a vocation wherever you go. Like you said, that's that's you. That's a part of you. That's yours. No one can take that from you. And growing up in the hood, I remember my mother would say, you know, there used to be a commercial. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. And I would hear that all the time. And, and so when you think about that, Dairo, and when you think learning, gaining a skill, learning a trade, and then and then taking care of yourself legally, doing what you need to do. And so when you think about the requirements for a little that's out there listening, uh, for a parent that's you know struggling to make ends meet and they want their child it may not be college ready or college bound it may be interested in college so it's not about lack of ability it's about interest what are the requirements to become a master barber you can start learning at any age but to become a master barber with your license you have to be 16 years old when you begin 16 years old okay 16 years old. you can begin you can start attending schools uh, you have to be 18 to take your state board exam you have to have your social but there is assistance for, the, for all those situations. Um, you have your social and you take your state board exam. We prep you for that here directly. Uh, once you take the state board exam, you know, if you pass, you're officially a master barber. It's as simple as that. And it's less than a year. You can do this six, nine months, depending on, you know, what, what your passion is for it. You know, the effort that you put into it. Uh, it. It's just, it all depends on you really, because it's very simple. We make it as easy as we possibly can. And there's people that come here from other countries that you know that they're already 
in their country they were already barbers or they were already experienced and they come here and they feel like they're not gonna have a chance. Maybe they have to go to college to learn this or they have to go to college. You don't, you have the opportunity to come here, learn a trade that's gonna make you a decent financial living for you to be able to succeed and provide for your family coming from anywhere in the world. Uh, you know, as far as like college, you have many options in this country. This isn't just one, you either go to trade school or you go to college. Exactly. I, some, if you listen to, you know, some of the billionaires and millionaires, they dropped out of college at one point and chose to do something else, but that's because they chose that avenue. But there's many different avenues that you can take. Um, I have students that are doing both. They're going to college, you know, they're going to, they're getting their degree and what's helping them pay for the degree to, you know, buy pizza, food, whatever it is they want while they're doing that is barbering. Exactly. So you mean, so a 16 year old could be in high school, get their license, study for their, study for their license, and then they take the state exam, they get in preparation for that. Uh, but then imagine, then they go off to college if they so choose, or they can go ahead and just be in a barbershop. They'll have a, a job in college. College is a great client base, if you think about oh, it. Oh my goodness. For a young man trying to, or a young woman trying to, you know, make a little extra money while they're going to school. Now, I gotta confess, I jacked up a lot of heads in college. Yeah. Uh, they said, you know how to cut? I said, I'm good, until they saw what until I did. Until they saw, how many did you get through before they stopped? Oh no, I tell you what, no, I was, I, I, see, I would talk, I would just move, and I, I was quick with the mirror, I, so. Uh, <laughs> I started in high school and I was like, oh man, I, at first, you know, you, you have to, but that's what we're here for. You make the mistakes here. Yes. So when you go out there, you don't make those mistakes yeah, anymore. Uh, you know, you're, you're more refined. And you know, one of the things that I love about this industry that I've noticed and what I've learned, because you know, you have to always keep it in mind, always, always be willing to learn something new, no matter how old you are, what you've been doing and how long you've been doing it. Um, one of the things that I always learned is as long as you keep that student mentality, you're good, but experience trumps talent. Yes. And this is no different. Here, you know, you're gonna learn the trade, and the longer that you do it for, the more practice you get in, the better you're gonna get. It's just gonna take time, and you know, you have to give yourself that chance to, you know, to learn, to take the time to actually put in the effort. You hit some key words: experience, taking the time, and trust. When we think about Juneteenth and reflect on it one last time, you know, the ugliness of racism when you don't even get to know anybody, and maybe your experience, maybe you heard things in your home. Uh, and so I oftentimes see children are born into this world racist. Kids don't come out of the womb and say, I don't like that person because of his brown skin, his black skin. They don't, they don't see that at all. And so the great equalizer, we talked about sports, we share that common love for sports. You think about the great equalizer in terms of music, but just family. I mean, everybody wants to be a part of something. And so as we reflect on the ugliness of, and you think about, it, let's look at it historically, June, July, well, January 1st, 18, 1863, you know, you think about, you know, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Emancipation Proclamation, freed the slaves. But it was two years later, Galveston, Texas, Juneteenth, where there were still people that were in this country that were just kept as slaves. And so now, 2023, Dairo, and look it up, brother. It takes time, you know, and then they, it takes one spark, yes, sir. right? You know, in, a, in the turmoil of what it was back then, because when Abraham Lincoln did that, you know, he was hated by half the country for right. it. You know, half the country didn't afford, but it just took that to get us to where we are today. And it's not like we're, we're perfect today. We're still working on it, you know, right. and we have to continue to work on it. Um, regardless of where you're from, we all experience it in one way or another. And that goes for all races. Uh, you come you come to any country, and it's not just this country, because a lot of people think that racism only exists here. And that's not true. Racism doesn't only exist here. It exists everywhere. Uh, you come here, and how you react to it and what you do is what's gonna help change that. So we're all gonna experience it in one way or another. 
Um, I know when I was growing up, we lived in a predominantly non-Hispanic area. And uh, in a high school where maybe there was a handful of us. So, you know, I got to see it firsthand. And growing up, I never experienced that before. You know, coming from where I come from, everyone is pretty much Cuban. Uh, come from Cuba, everyone's pretty much Cuban. But then you experience that and it catches you by surprise. You're like, wow. You never experience, expect to feel the way that it makes you feel. So you never want to feel like that. You never want to make anyone feel like that. So you kind of have to progress your mentality a little bit as you go through it. That's the only way things are going to change. How'd you cope? How'd you cope being a minority uh, where you grew up? You you kind of take it in stride and just embed yourself into the community. Sports was a big one. Yeah, the great equalizer. The great equalizer. Sports is, uh, listen, I don't care where you're from, who you are. If your team is good, it doesn't matter what race, what color right. the players are, you don't care. That's your team. You make that pass, you you pass to Pookie or Boo Boo and they make the layup. It's like, man, I like you. I, I'll see you tomorrow. You make the play. Yeah, yeah. They love you. They love you. They'll cheer for you. Doesn't matter where they're from, doesn't matter right. where you're from. So I kind of, sports was a big one. Sports was a really big one. And, um, you know, just kind of like, you can't say, oh, okay, I'm not going to participate in society or in, in school because of the fact that, oh, they don't like me for me or whatever it might be. You just kind of embed yourself into it. And the only way you can change things is from the inside, right? So you kind of just embed and participate. And, and then you make one friend here whose mentality changed because they became your friend. And then this person's like, oh, that is pretty cool. Oh, you're, and then you kind of just go from there. And, you know, that was just, it was a big part for me. I was always trying to, like, befriend and be friendly and, you know, and welcoming. I, I never, just because you don't like me for who I am, well, all right, you know, that's know fine. Me. You don't even know me. I like you, though. Yeah, you, you know, you just kind of go from it from there, and that's kind of how I've always been. Damn, I want to thank the Spot Barber Academy for, one, hosting this special edition of Juneteenth Podcast. But not, not only that, the partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami. Uh, let's, let's talk about that partnership a little bit before we close out, brother. Uh, so from your vantage point, what does that partnership look like? Oh, man, it looks amazing. We're super excited. We actually, you know, ever since we kind of reached out and started going from there, you know, it's been a topic of conversation around here. Um, we partner, right? We try to do as many things. One of the things that we did when we opened the school was we just, you know, Freddie, you know, being our founder, he's always been a person that's always like, and this is something that he would teach me when I started was you got to help people. And this is business, but you got to help people. And, you know, it was, that's his quote. I'm actually quoting him word for word right there. You have to help people. And we, well, what do you have? Well, let's say you don't have the financial ability to help people or you don't have as much time as you would like. Well, what do you have? So what we have is we have the opportunity to provide haircuts to the community. So we try to provide as many as we possibly can. We partner with different organizations. And then we meet Big Brothers, and we're like, now we have the opportunity to help people that want to learn. Yes. You know, they want to learn a trade. Uh, they might not have had the opportunity to learn this trade before, or they might not be in the financial situation to learn. What can we do? So let's help. Let's help there. Uh, and Big Brothers, you know, we went to your gala. It was amazing. Nice you know, it was beautiful. We loved it. Yeah, it was cool. Wyclef was different. I had never <laughs> seen him live, but that was different. Um, but it just, it's, it's opening our mind also. You guys have been all around for a long time. You guys span a very large area of the world. And that's kind of kind of opening our minds too. We're learning from you guys in that aspect too. So that partnership for us was a learning experience, as well as an opportunity to help out in an area which we might not have been able to help out. Yes. Now we're excited about the uh, upcoming back to school, giving our little three haircuts, getting them ready to get back in the game academically, and Father's yeah. Father's Day as well. We're excited about you know just the vocational training that our littles can have as well, so they can 
uh, start their big careers and their big future. Listen, one day they're gonna, they're gonna, they're going through things now, right? Let's say they might be going through something like you know the Juneteenth situation that we're talking about. So they're going through something, and then they'll learn this trade, and then they'll be the therapist back there, right. talking to the you know one that's going through it down, and they'll be able to share their experience and their knowledge. So, so brother, thank you. Thanks, Bob Barber Academy. Thank you for having me. This special Juneteenth edition here at the Spot Barber Academy in Doral. Juneteenth, we reflect, we look forward, but we work together, because together we look good. Let's go. Thank you.